to my success was actually just a, a very simple sentence as soon as i heard it everything just kind of clicked for me and i'm sure it would for anyone who heard this sentence uh the sentence was, well let uh, me ask you this let me ask you this let me just ask you this i just want to ask you this let me just let, 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 let me just ask you this let me 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 i just i just i just, I just want to ask you this yeah oh my god I, I totally interrupted you what were you gonna say oh uh, uh yeah i don't know it's gone i uh, made you lose it huh no, no it's okay well let me just ask you this <laughs> You, what's good? Welcome to episode 51 of the Riley Randles podcast. I go by the name of Riley Ritz, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out Bushwick, shout out Canarsie, shout out Best Eye. <clears throat> I rap. I used to do OnlyFans, and as of today, I'm podcasting. Shout out to my old listeners, shout out to my new listeners, and, um, you know, I just now noticed something like this is for like the second week in a row that my mouth like waters whenever I'm on the verge of recording. I don't know if it's a nervous thing or a dehydration thing. Definitely a de- dehydration thing. And which leads me to say, sorry, like my fault if I come off low vibrational, not even low vibrational, that ain't the worst. My bad if I come off low energy on the podcast and this is a perfect segue um last night i had a terrible experience i um and this is my doing i would for the past two days i've been eating high sodium foods back to back specifically um this this noodle the, the instant heat up noodles that you find in the store it basically is is it's on it's on the ramen brand is what I'm trying to say, and um, I specifically came across this um, Chinese or Asian noodles, and the type of flavoring it had was the type of flavoring I bought was Korean barbecue, and I loved it. I ain't gonna hold it. The first time I tried it, I loved it, but I didn't really feel like I enjoyed it thoroughly, <laughs> so I bought that. And this spicy barbecue flavoring. I'm not going to hold it. The first time I had the spicy barbecue. The spicy, yeah, the spicy beef barbecue, as a matter of fact. My my nose was running. That's how hot it was. My nose was running. I was drinking water every two to three bites. Yeah. I couldn't finish it that time, so I threw it out. Now, that when I went to bed that night, or for, not even to bed for the rest of the day I had lightheadedness like lightheadedness and around that time I just chalked it up to you know um either me take because I just bought new vitamins and I just implemented them recently so that's probably what it was I thought that's what it was but looking back it was the sodium catching up with me because Be, um, keep in mind, I was eating those microwavable pizzas on the here and there whenever I didn't feel like cooking, and that contributed to my high sodium. So yeah, those play a part too. And last night, not even last night, yesterday, because it was a brand new day, I ate the again the Korean barbecue noodles 
that you put in the microwave. And for dinner, I ate that as lunch. And for dinner, I ate the, I ate the spicy barbecue joint. Now, that's where things really kick up. I mean, in the beginning, it was still the lightheadedness, but now it just kicks up. It, it goes from lightheadedness to a headache. From a headache to a full-blown migraine. And I just, I just thought it was because I didn't have my caffeine that day. But it was like, it, that, the migraine really kicked up. The migraine really kicked up. And I wasn't in the mood to be on social media. I wasn't in the mood to. And to be honest, I thought it was, I thought it was, I needed something sweet. So out of the blue, I just decided to cook myself some pancakes. There was nothing really sweet in the house for me to eat. Like that was there. So I just cut myself, I just cooked myself some pancakes just so I have an excuse to use syrup and shit. I cook the pancakes. I eat the pancakes. I go back to my room and you know, it does not help. If anything, it just makes it worse. It's to the point where, and here's the thing with my headaches and migraines. When I get them, I'm very light sensitive. I'm very light sensitive. From the phone, from the light emitting from the phone, from the TV to the room, even the moonlight in itself or security lights from outside. Any light, I'm very, it's very triggering. So I cut off all the lights in my room, the TV lights, the, the room light. I put my curtains up. So no moonlight, no whatever, outside light, whatever. And I still have this booming ass migraine. And mind you, I took, I took Tylenol PMs and them joint and them shits wasn't even working. So that was wild. And then, and then that's when the nausea come. That's when the nausea comes in. I'm like, oh shit, go to the bathroom. I'm still light sensitive, so I'm in the bathroom, pitch dark as hell. But I knew where the toilet was, and there it goes. Everything I ate for the past two days coming out. <laughs> but, but still, the headaches is more, the, the migraines is more intense. It's, it's even more intense. So, and the gag reflex is still there. I done gave everything up. Everything up. And, it's, it, and it doesn't help that the taste of syrup is still in my mouth. So... I wait for the gag reflex to settle down so I can finally take the leave I the leave I had because the Tylenol PMs was working. So I took like three three pills of leave. I don't know how I was able to go to sleep, but I went to sleep. I went to sleep with a towel around my head. That's how bad it was. <laughs> like I took off my do rag because normally I sleep with a do rag, but it was like this, this do rag. Feels tight. It's making it's making headache. It's making the migraine worse. Take this do rag off. Slept with a towel around my head that day, that night. By the grace of the universe, the grace of God, whatever, 
I finally got some sleep. I finally got some sleep. And I woke up. I was like, yeah. And I knew because of me throwing up all night, like I was severely lacking fluid. I was severely lacking fluid. I know I couldn't eat hard foods. I know I couldn't eat hard foods today. So it was just soups and crackers and orange juice for the rest of the day. And definitely getting liquids back in my system. And like I said, I put this on me eating high sodium foods back to back. And even on the occasional days, because that does catch up with you. I should have known better because it's one because that's the main reason why I stopped fucking with like ramen noodles and shit. I only fuck with them when I'm sick, sick. But eating them joints back to back because you're too lazy to cook, that would definitely catch up with you and it definitely caught up with me. So here I am drinking waters and orange juice and eating soups and crackers like a nine year old again. Not even, yeah, like an eight-year-old again, more like it, so. So, mentally, I don't have it in me to, like, be all over the place, so I'm just chilling. But it did move me to record today because there are some things I want to tackle while it's still fresh in my mind. But, yeah, just to let y'all know, if if it comes off like I'm low energy, it's because I'm, like, get my body and my mind back into place. So if you're an adult, please eat responsibly. As much as you don't feel like cooking, there's, that's nothing compared to the, to the sickness you'll put in your body and you will pay for it. <laughs> Trust me. But um, recently, over, the, over this past weekend, I finally... Got my lazy ass up to see the Batman movie. And a couple things. One, if you're going to see the Batman movie, don't see it in the urban area. Because my mistake was going to see it in the Newark Theater. This, the Cityplex, the Shack Theater, aka, and Newark on Bergen. That was my first mistake. Yeah, that was definitely my first mistake because... Normally, when I want to see something in the movies, I always go to New York. Always. And it's either 34th or 42nd Street. Definitely 42nd Street. And I think the last time I saw the movies was... When was the last time I saw the movies? Matt, Because I went to the movies recently. Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. That was the last time I went to the movies. And even that was in Harlem. So, but it was definitely in New York. So, but um, my first mistake was seeing it in the Cityplex Theater. Because, and I'm thankful for the ticket prices. But, nah, it was not worth the experience. It was fucking teenage kids there. You know, parents bringing their fucking three, four-year-old child there and there's people and then and then there was just people in general, you know. And I go over there and within 15, maybe the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, 
People done checked out. Niggas done checked out. And what I mean by checked out, I'm looking to the right of me. Like, there's at least two, three people already on their phones. But at least it's dimmed. So, progress, I guess. But um, to the back of me, these teenagers, these kids, fucking playing around. Or some, like, playing around like typical teenagers. That's how I knew, you know, and that was another, and that was another thing. Let me just get to the movie. I like the movie. I like it. I like the Batman. To me, um, with this, with this, with the newest Batman movie, it gives, it reminds me of the, it's, I'm trying to word it right, correctly. It gives off the detective comics energy. If you're a comic head like me, like I'm a comic head. Like I grew up a comic kid, comic book kid. So yeah, when I watched the movie, it just gave off a different type of energy. It gives off the detective comics energy. You know, the, this Gotham's is dark and gritty and gloomy. Even in the daytime, it's gloomy. Like the only time you probably see only time you probably see daylight is maybe towards the end, and that's it. But for, for the most part, it's gloomy, per usual, as, as far as Gotham goes. But yeah, this Batman movie, and I, say another, and I say another reason why this Batman movie gives off the detective comics energy is because, like, the action is sparse. Like, there's action in the movies, but it's very sparse. It's not the action that... It's not the action that people are used to seeing in other Batman movies. Like, even in the Dark Knight trilogy, you see, you got a lot of action and, you know, stimulating dialogue for me to, if I want to say. With this, it's a lot, it's dialogue heavy, it's dark. It's dialogue heavy, it's dark, it's actual detective work. And like I said, the action is sparse. So I can, so this, this Batman movie is not for the, to me, it's not for the casual fan and it's not for the people that like to be stimulated. Like I know, and which leads me back to my watching experience. To the right of me, I see three people on the phone. To the back of me, the teenagers are playing around because why? Because they already tuned out to them by by the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, they're bored. They're bored. Like, I'm pretty sure for, to, for them, they ain't come for the, they ain't come for the, for the Batman movie to be boring. They come in, expect them for it to be no different than any other Batman movies. At least the, the, even the ones with Ben Affleck, those were engaging. They were at least engaging. Uh, I'm pausing now because I'm thinking back. When I said engage, I'm thinking back to Batman, Superman. It, I mean, the first like the first hour and a half was like boring. So you ain't really getting any action to like thirty to the last thirty minutes of the movie. But yeah. Um, but for this one, oh yeah, action is like few and far between. It's dialogue heavy. So I can see how the average person would just tune out and start going on it. It's like, yo, this Batman movie's trash. This Batman movie's mid. It's garbage. Like, I ain't, 
Like this shit is slow, this shit is boring. Of course it'd be boring because it's not like the other the last few Batman movies that at least stimulated you. Or if you're just a stimulated person in general. I said this on Twitter when I first saw it. Like this this Batman movie is not for the people that like to be stimulated. And by stimulated I'm talking about, you know, action packed, a lot of action and if there's going to be dialogue, at least let it be funny or jokes or, you know, something stimulating, nudity, sex scenes. This doesn't have any of that. <laughs> so, of course, the average, of course, the, um, the casual fan or, of course, the casual fan or a person that's, that's used to watching stimulated movies is going to find it boring. It's like, eh. Of course, me, I, me, I think it was good because again, it reminded me of detective, detective comics era Batman. You see a lot of detective work. You see, a, mind you, this this is in his second year. This is in the second year, so he's still, so he's still learning on the job. <laughs> he's still young. He's he still has these raw emotions. You know, I like. I like the fact that I was seeing the Batcave in progress, you know. I like seeing how, you know, him, the relationship he has with Alfred was, you know, strained somewhat because, in the, strained because they didn't have the relationship that they would have 20 years down the line. Like, he wasn't all that. The most technology advanced shit that I saw throughout the movie was the... Eyelid, the eye contact joint that records everything. That's probably the most technology advanced, like bad stuff I saw throughout the movie. Other than that, I barely see I barely see him use the battering. He may have only used it once, and that was to cut the rope. Oh yeah, spoiler alert for those who haven't saw it. Oh well. Um, but there are a couple things I will point out, like. Catwoman was looking for her roommate slash girlfriend. Her girlfriend died like two, three days later. And she's out there like she wants revenge. But not even two, three days later, your girlfriend dies. And you out here flirting with Batman. <laughs> Who are you under there? Cat, catch up, vengeance. Come leave with me. Let's get away from Gotham. Let's go rob rob some witch old white man. <laughs> her body now. You you just saw her body in somebody else's trunk, and already you trying to grab his dick and be like, "Yo, let's go get away somewhere." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, that's wild." But nah, I ain't gonna hold it. I like Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. She a baddie. I ain't gonna hold it. And it's wild considering that she auditioned for the Catwoman role for the Bat for the Dark Knight Rises and got turned down because she was quote unquote urban, which means black. You're too black. So yeah, so much for progression in Hollywood. But, you know. I I mean, but at least she got hers in this, so that's what's up. And another thing. 
I, I I don't have any real complaints for the for the Riddler role in this. My bad, you can hear the wind. It's mad windy, y'all. But yeah, I like the Riddler in this. But my only thing is, considering the plot of the whole thing, I feel like this is my opinion. They should have just substituted sub sub. Wow, they should have just substitute. They should have just switched the Riddler out for Hush. That's what I was trying to say. I just feel like the Hush, I, the Hush. I just feel like the character Hush would have been good for that, good for that thing. But again, it's year two Batman, so. But then again, yeah, I feel like it, it's more suited for Hush than for the Riddler because the. I never known the Riddler to be creepy like that. This Riddler was like, he looked like he had a, he dressed like he had a piss fetish. Let me just put it like that. This Riddler was creepy. This Riddler looked like something I would see at a, at a BDSM festival somewhere. And then when you take the mask off, it's like an innocent, nerdy guy. <laughs> an innocent looking nerdy guy, but he still radiates and sell weirdo energy. But again, I have real I have really no complaints for the for the Riddler portrayal other than it should have been Hush instead of Riddler. To me it would have made more sense, but yo know, I I'm just a comic guy, so <laughs> and I like how it's more of the modern times instead of just rewinding it to like the 80s, 70s, whatever the fuck. So social media is more, so social media definitely plays a role in today's Gotham. I like the part when the fucking news reporter that's speaking on the Riddler, like the Riddler has 500 followers, like that's a big deal. <laughs> The Riddler has 500 followers. And what's crazy is his followers actually did his work for him. Even when he was in, even when he got snatched. And that's not a spoiler. You see it in the fucking trailer. Even when the Riddler gets snatched, his followers really ride out for him. Like, that's the amazing shit. So, it may be goofy that the reporters are saying the Riddler has 500 followers on social media like it's a big deal. But you'll be like, again, let me not say it again because this is my first time saying it. Like, there's a fan base for everything. Almost everything. You'll be surprised. You can be, you can, like, you can be this. How can I word this? There's a, yeah, there's a fan base for almost anything and everything. Just how there's a fan base for, you know, Nicki Minaj. For every Nicki Minaj fan base, there's a Marilyn Manson fan base. Or there's a Donald Trump fan base. Or there's a fan base for any international terrorist. You'll be, shit, I'm surprised. Still. So the fact that even... Of terrorists, because Riddler is a terrorist. If you see the movie, Riddler is a terror. Terror. The Riddler is a terrorist. That man had Van Vance. 
he did the Tyler Durden thing. He had the van, he had the vans used as bombs in different areas. He did the Tyler Durden shit. So, yeah. Even a terrorist can have a fucking fan base. That's wild on social media. Like you'll be surprised on the goofies that identify with you. Let me not say goof. Yeah, goofies. You'll be surprised on the goofies that identify with you and relate with you over any little thing, every little thing. I resonate with him too. Gotham is trash. The police is trash. People are sheep. They're getting lied to. They need to be woken up. Let me bomb this. What? But yeah, you'll be surprised. All you got to do is, all you got to do is, I mean, I guess be your authentic self, but somehow re- like touch people. Just relate to them. Just relate to them. Speak their thoughts. There's a lane in anything. If you can find it, there's a, yeah, a niche. There's a niche in almost anything. If you can find that lane, it's yours. You have the people's hearts. And speaking of lane and almost anything, um, yeah, I felt like I spelt, spelt. I felt like I spoke on this with the other podcast weirdos, but to be honest, I only spoke on them specifically. I never got, I never got around to speaking on men with podcasts in general because yeah, um, I saw this podcasting. I saw this podcast clip. I don't know the name of the podcast and I don't care to know it either. But it was these guys asking the guy that plays Zeke on Power Ghost. They asked him if he was single and he was like, yeah, I'm a single person. And they asked him his sexuality. And the way he answered it, the way he answered it, he felt uncomfortable answering it. Because probably his stance was like, it's none of your business. He just wasn't trying to tell them in a rude way. Rude way. I didn't watch the rest of the clip because based on the reactions and the replies, I was like, okay, there's no real reason for me to watch this. So, But I'm not going to hold it. I, came, I first came across that clip on TikTok. And in the beginning, I thought his choice of wording was interesting. I'm, when he said, I'm a single person, I'm like, why can't, why didn't you just say he's single? It's that he said he's a single person. That's interesting. I remember back when I used to work at the airport, um, this, um, this gay guy that used to work in the airport. I don't know if he still works there or not, but my coworkers would antagonize him simply because he was effeminate, man. And that's when he got up there. He's like, "Listen, I'm a grown ass. I'm a grown ass person." He didn't say man. He said person. I'm a grown ass person. And I think then and there, that was my first time being introduced to like non-binary, directly but indirectly, if that makes sense. So, I caught that wording when. The, the guy that plays Zeke said it. I think his real name is Brandon. I'm not sure. Brandon Bell Calloway. If I'm wrong, correct me. But yeah, Brandon Bell Calloway. The guy that plays Zeke. I'm a single person. And again, 
they still really try to antagonize him on his sexuality. And the more I kept reading the replies on this, the more I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Antagonize, like you're antagonizing him for clicks. Okay. And then not too far from that, maybe 24, 48 hours later, there's another clip, different podcasters. I don't care to know their names either. Basically talking about how they feel threatened about women making more than them, something to that effect. And I just, I mean, and it goes back to, you know, that's when women start talking about, you know, these niggas do not need podcasts. We need more. We need we need more bus drivers. We need people. We need janitors. We need repairmen. Take these niggas away from the podcasters and the mics. And it's like, for once, I got like I got to agree with them on this. In the beginning, I used to be irritated by it because a couple idiots shouldn't define this as a whole. But at the same time, it's like there's too many of y'all. It's too many of y'all. It's too many of y'all. Oh, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to equate, you know, I want to equate podcasting to rapping to OnlyFans into one thing. I want to equate to all one comic thing. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. That's really simple. That's simple to me. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Like there's other outlets for you to get your thoughts on. A journal, a therapist, your closest friends. I mean, your real. Yes, I'm sorry, guys. Your real friends. But just because you have thoughts and you have ideas, just because it seems easier to do doesn't necessarily mean you're equipped to do that podcasting like as soon as I between those two clips I saw following by you know the fresh and fit guys and whatever that's when it's like I I really started thinking about it and it's like you know what I get it I get it nigga those types of guys come out with these type of podcasts just to get their thoughts out there because I I don't know if they have any friends that they can like get these thoughts out there to, or any real friends that's gonna like G check them on those type of thoughts. But they probably don't have real friends out there that's you know that can listen to them. But again, even then it's like you can write your thoughts down in a journal or again, a therapist. But, or, but, or they just think the Twitter topics would be interesting to talk about. Or they just see other successful podcasters like Joe Budden, Tax Season, um, Brilliant Idiots to Read, Friendzone, and think, I, and think I could talk about bullshit and be just as, just as successful as them, if not better than them. And to a degree they are, because... Even negative attention is still attention. You're not going to be, you know, heralded highly as the other podcasters that I mentioned, but negative attention is still attention. The worst thing to be in this climate is boring. 
No, everybody hates boring. Nobody remembers boring. Like, you'd rather be talked about negatively than not being talked about at all. It is what it is. That's what it is in this climate. But at the same time, it's like, it's the reputation you're garnering. You're, you're garnering worth it. And these specific type, like, I'm not even talking about the Joe Buttons or, you know, the Reeds or all, the, all those podcasts I name. I'm excluding this. I'm talking about the Fresh and Fits and all these other bozo podcasts that's, re- that's drawing attention to a specific type of energy, incel energy. And this is why, this is partly why I was hesitant on starting my own podcast. And that's also partly the reason why I stopped doing the OnlyFans interviews. When Van Lathan first approached me about starting my own podcast, and I and he broke down the game for me. That's when I told him, I'm like, yo, I know this more than I know this more I know this more to it than just going online, going on the mic, talking shit for 45 minutes to an hour. And then leaving and thinking everything's expected to blow up for you. No, there's a formula to that. And I'm still learning the formula to this day. You know, but yeah, I'm still learning the formula to this day. But, you know, and I try to be mindful about the type of energy that I bring on here and what type of topics that I bring on here. I'm not always going to be politically correct, but I'm more... I'm not always going to be politically correct, but it's not going to be intentional. It's not going to be, you know, intentional. Not, not, not on no shock jock shit. You get what I'm saying? Like, when I was on... When I was on the Need to Know pod, I told Savon. I have, like, then... Then when I was doing OnlyFans, I have a me and Kevin Samuels have a one thing in common. We have an incel fan base. He didn't understand that. He thought I was calling myself an incel, or because I had an incel fan base, I was an incel by default. No, I have an incel fan base. Meaning, and somebody like brought this to my attention, but I was already aware about that. But I didn't. Really look deep into it the way he did. When you talk about, no matter how you talk about women, it's gonna, it's gonna attract a different type, a different type of man. Me, repeatedly saying, like, this isn't the he man woman haters club. I'm judging content. I'm judging high prices. I'm judging fan interaction. I'm not judging the women themselves. I don't know them personally personally enough to judge them. Like, this isn't that type of party. And no matter how much I say that, the content may give off, like, you know, a different type of energy. And it's going to attract those different type of men. And so men. And I said it. I I said this I said it on every other content. Like, yo, this ain't the He-Man Woman in this club. Like, I'm not here to bond with you 
because the woman I review wouldn't give you the time of day, right? What made you think you had a chance with Tahiri? What made you think that Shella's way was going to fuck you? Like, these women I'm reviewing don't owe you anything. And, and I knew what type of incel fan... I knew I had an incel fan base when I, I was looking at the comments. Those type of comments. Yeah, Riley, put these bitches in this place. Yeah, tell these hoes what's up. Yeah, Riley, tell these bitches... Whoa. Like, are you okay, my guy? And I realized, and I also realized that these women didn't have to do anything to hurt them. It's just these niggas really hate women. These niggas really hate women and they love pussy. They ain't have to necessarily do anything to them. These niggas just hate women. They don't see women as human beings. They see them as sexual consumption. Sexual consumption. Cook, clean, suck, dick. That's it. But over time, I just didn't like the type of energy I was attracting. And it was to the point where I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to do this anymore. It's not fun for me. When it stopped being fun for me, then I'm less invested in it. Hence why there's, there were some people that was complaining that they wasn't getting the like quality OnlyFans reviews because I wasn't leaning in with my massage anymore. And it was just, I felt uncomfortable. Like I wasn't like I wasn't about to call them any. T- I wasn't gonna call them out of their name because they. Di- I wasn't gonna call them out of their name because you don't like them for whatever reason. You don't like it's not that type of party, and if it's, and hence why, hence why I just finally stopped doing it. <laughs> but but I wasn't my. I wasn't the only massaging. I wasn't. Don't mean misogyny field they were getting from. That's where the Fresher Fit podcast come from, come in at. That's where all the other podcasts come in at. They get their misogyny field from there. They get their, you know, he-man, woman-hating rhetoric from there. And, uh, and, it's, and it's like, I'm starting to get like the women. It's like, ugh. Yeah, you niggas can't get women, but it's also you niggas don't understand women, clearly. You don't understand women. I go as far as saying you probably don't even understand your own mother. You probably, if anything, y'all, y'all niggas bet, definitely base women off your own mother, how they, how they raised you, how they were submissive to their, how, how would they, how they were submissive to you know, the fathers in your home or the stepfathers or the boyfriends, whatever the fuck. And and you thought that was just, that's the way of life. That's how every woman is. So that's how every woman should be because my mother was this. And because my mother was this, every woman I date should be like my mother. So I'm like, you, you want to date your mother is what you're saying? The Oedipus complex. You want your mama to be your wife. <laughs> but it's like, nah, man. I mean, and my thing, my thing is, if you're going to have a platform or create your own platform, when you want that platform to, to be rooted in some type of information or 
Like, I don't know. Again, it just goes back to what I was saying with the Riddler. There is a lane for there is a lane for everyone. You can you'll be surprised on the type of people you can connect with, even with misogyny or misandry or whatever. But it's like, uh, uh, just because, like I said in the beginning, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And again. Maybe they're using the podcast as an outlet for their misogyny, and in turn, they're connecting. They're connecting with the people that feel the same way, which is disturbing. But uh, I'm like, you niggas just need a journal or hobby or therapist. Definitely a therapist. And it's to the point where even women are turned off from, are starting to be turned off from listening to male podcasters because the few apples are starting to spoil the whole bunch and it's not the case for all of them. There's still, you know, decent, if not great, male-based podcasts. You know, Hard and Soft podcast, Mighty Metahumans podcast, um, Head is Ball, um, myself. I'm still learning on the job, but I know I'm, I'm definitely doing way better than the Fresh and Fits and all the others. You know, Views from the Seven, that's a great one. Um, basic world or world based one of them my point is this don't let those few don't let those few bad apples define the whole bunch we're not all like that we don't hate women we don't spend the majority of our times talking about women and $200 dates and Twitter topics and stuff like that like some, if not most of us, have progressive conversations or we're at least or we're at least being honest with ourselves. I know I am to the best of my abilities, so yeah. Um But yeah, that's just my thought on the whole podcast thing. Hope it was more coherent than I can make it. I know I was all over the place, but again, it's in the title. Riley Reynolds, what do you expect? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just want to go back to the OnlyFans thing real quick. I really don't miss, I really don't miss doing it at all. <laughs> I'll be honest. I really don't miss doing OnlyFans reviews. Like, I may have thought about it only once or twice, but other than that, it's like, I, for once, I just like, I just enjoy going to OnlyFans on my um, on my leisure. You know what I'm saying? And again, one of the guys I was talking to two weeks ago, he didn't understand why I did it. You could just review the positive ones instead. And I still believe what I told him to this day. Like there has to be a balance. He's like, there, there's like, it doesn't have to be a balance. That's ego. You can do only positive, only fans. I'm like, uh, nah. Because to me, what value would an only fans review have if I just did predominantly positive? It gets boring. I know that sounds negative, but it's true. It gets boring. I can't give all glowing reviews, but I know I can't give all negative reviews because it's like. Okay, so you still got to tell us which ones are worth subscribing to. But again, 
when I got when I started getting the negative, when I started getting the incel misogyny vibes from the people that was consuming it, and that was the thing. They wasn't they were fans of the content more they more than they were of me. That was another thing. Because I, I know that for a fact, because when, when I tried to introduce them to the music, they just panned it. Like, oh, another nigga trying to be a rapper. Oh, we don't care about your music. Stick to the homie fans. Oh. And it's like, oh, okay, so that's what y'all here for. He's saying that I, sh- I still could have done it, but made it more positive. It's like, nah, nah. I was going to eventually stop doing it, regardless. It's just... Unfortunate to me, I say unfortunate because I really wanted to cap it at 100, but I was just so turned off from it. Turned off from it, I was like, right. "Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Like I don't want to do this anymore." And then I want to focus more on the music side. So yeah, it was just a, I don't I don't miss doing it. For once, I like. Look, subscribe to OnlyFans for my leisure now. And like I said, if and when I get the itch to do it again, I'm going to post it on the OnlyFans wall. They're going to have to pay to see it. And if they don't want to pay, oh, well, they'll, they'll definitely never get it. Like, I'm not... To say that... I'm going to put it like this. In my earlier years, yeah. I can definitely say I was an incel. I felt like I was entitled to pussy mainly because I couldn't, I had a hard time coming across pussy at the time. But looking back, I also hated myself. I hated myself. I didn't have confidence in myself. I didn't believe myself. So yeah, I'm going to hate the world. And to me, that's what incels are. They, they, they feel like the whole U.S., if not the world, owes them pussy. I would be a better person if I had if I had a woman in my life. But in reality, it's themselves. They just don't want to admit it yet, or they're not ready to take accountability for it yet. So, yeah, in my earlier years, especially in my late teens, twenties, yeah, I was in this hell. But thank God I grew up over time because it's like the world. This is the this is the extent where the world doesn't owe you anything. <laughs> the world doesn't owe you anything, much less ass. Oh no, you're gonna have to get it for yourself. Especially, I discovered the world of sex workers. Oh yeah. But most importantly, it comes down to you. It comes it comes down to you and your mind state and your how you feel about yourself eternally. Pretty much. But, um, yeah, man. Thank God I grew up out of that mind state. And I guess they felt like I was one of them. Like, if you'd have caught me in my 20s and my teens, then you could have said that. But now it's like, yeah, Like, I would never be associated with you niggas. Never will I be the one to say she owes me mouth and ass and titties. Even though I'm gonna, even even though the next topic I'm about to segue into, but nah, thank God, I grew up out of that mind state. Am I proud of it? Hell no. 
I never want to go back to being that ring. I never want to go back to that shitty, you know, entitlement and due, due to like low self-esteem because I couldn't get a girl to talk to me. And what I realized is just, it's within me to get that done. And even if she doesn't want to talk to you, oh well, there's more, there's plenty of fish out there in the sea. And again, sex workers, just as long as you have the budget for that. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, to sum it up, nah, I'm not coming back to OnlyFans anytime soon. I'm good off it. And if I do, niggas is paying for it. Otherwise, oh well. I enjoy doing my raps and my other stuff. So, but um, there's there's um one last thing I want to touch up on real quick. There was this clip on Twitter of these friends that basically fought. The bill, first of all, they went on a dinner date and the bill comes up to $600. And they start fighting amongst each other because they're figuring out who's going to pay for what. And there's a caption like, how, like how, how should they split it or something to that effect. And basically, damn near everyone, including myself, said the same thing, $100 per person. If there's six people that came in on the dinner date or a friend or a friend dinner, whatever you want to call it, and the bill comes up to $600, that's pretty easy. $100 per person if there's six people. That's easy. Whoever leaves the tip, leaves the tip. My suggestion is person put, puts in $10 each for the tip. That's fair. Of course, 200, of course it turns into like a $200 date thing and brokey thing or and this guy named Castro gonna say like I gotta pay a hundred like so if I just order salad and water I gotta pay a hundred dollars for that that's not fair like nah I'm not paying a hundred dollars for something I barely even ate or touch like if we're gonna be splitting everything we might as well split the food like I'm gonna have my fork in your everybody's plate since we splitting everything but it's like it just goes back to a couple things. One, people be going out with other people that they don't even like like that. Again, y'all got to start being careful who you call your friend. Because if y'all going to be beefing about who's going to be paying for what, obviously y'all not cool like that, for one. Especially if y'all got to pay your own way. Y'all not that cool like that. So to be, to me, it's, tri- it's trivial to be arguing about I, who order for what, if I ordered this or I didn't order that, like I shouldn't be. Which leads to the second thing. If you ain't got the money to be going out like that, don't go out like that. Seriously. Y'all trying to keep up, y'all trying to keep up with every person. Y'all trying to keep up with outside. I'm going to just put it like that. Y'all trying to keep up outside by being outside, but your budget is saying you don't got outside money like that. Just stay home and stack up. It's okay to eat cereal once cereal once in a while. It's okay to like eat the beef burgers or turkey burgers, whatever is your preference. Once in a while, it's okay. Like you're not missing anything outside. Y'all keep saying that outside is trash, but yeah, y'all want to be outside for what to compare like to compare your life to a stranger's whose budget is probably bigger than yours. No. 
Y'all trying to go broke, trying to keep up with strangers that's not even thinking about you. Why? Thought you said you ain't even like outside like that. Calm down. Sometimes you just got to mind your wage. That's another thing. And again, stop throwing the framework loosely at people you not even cool with like that. Or they not even cool with you like that. Don't over-exaggerate your place in somebody's life. Especially if y'all don't talk like that. If you don't chill like that. I'm definitely not going anywhere with you to where I'm going to have to pay more than my way. No. Some of y'all don't have to budget like that. And that's okay. Just mind your wage. You don't have to over-order everything. Sometimes there's like budget-friendly things to do. Go, go into museums or eat in that Olive Garden or some shit. Like, it's okay. Um, Applebee's is cool. Like, I still fuck with Applebee's. Watery drinks and all. Mind your wage. Be around people that like that genuinely like your company. Genuinely. Like, they want to be around you as much as you want to be around them, not you harassing them to come out with you. That's not friendship. That's, you know, I'm lonely. Please come hang out with me. That's pathetic. Don't go out pathetic. And again, mind your wage. Mind your budget. You know, hang out people within your budget bracket. It's okay if you ain't got it, if you don't have it like that. You can just stack. I'm pretty sure you're working towards your goals. You're going to have to sac- You can sacrifice going out. You don't even like outside like that. Why are you outside like that? I know you think you want to be outside like that, but not really. It's You want to mix and mingle? Yeah, but there's also weirdos out there. So just pick your spots is all I'm saying. And especially don't go out with people. And especially don't go out with people that... You're going to find yourself nitpicking over bullshit with because that's the day the friendship is going to, quote unquote, friendship is going to go bad. And my take has always been like, if I ask a woman out, it's my, it's my idea to take you out on this date, so it's my treat. I wouldn't be asking any woman out on any date if I didn't have the pockets for a date, whether it be $50, $60 day or a $200, $300, $400 day. I done both. I done both. And I've never once like went when I saw the prices. I'm like, oh, okay. It's happened. If we go on now as friends, we go Dutch. That's happened too. When we go out, we order what we order. We pay our own shit. And we still kicking it as people. There's no beef. Why? Because there's there's an understanding. We're friends. I'm not trying. We're not trying to fuck the other. <laughs> but um. And yeah, that's pretty much. And yeah, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much it. There's an understanding. Whoever, so whoever you call your friend or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, make sure there's a common understanding. Make sure that's communicated. Don't, don't. Fuck around and assume yourself and assume yourself into hurt your own feelings or assume yourself into a fucking fallout. Because if you want to test your friendship, if you really want to test your friendship or your relationship, ask them out on a date. Go on a date. Somewhere expensive. Order the or order the most expensive shit. Test your friendship right there and then and there. Bill comes. Who's paying that? You paying that? You wanna pay that with me? That's a big fuck around to find out.
But yeah, it's just, again, I'm going to say this one last again. I don't care how repetitive I sound. I don't care how, like I sound like a tape recorder. Mind your wage and go out with people that like you. Okay? Simple. That's it. That's really it. Like, I know there was a big, I know there was a big space right there, but yeah, to me, that's just simple. Life is way too short to spend your time with people that you don't even fuck with like that, bitching about a $200 bill over something trivial as I only ordered a salad and bread. And I'm like, really? For that, you for that, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I'll cover your expenses, but that'll be the last time I take you anywhere with me. <laughs> but um, yeah. And another thing, if my girl has a birthday, I'm on me paying for her. That's it. Like her. So you really gonna let your so you really gonna let her friends put in two hundred dollars for themselves? Yeah, because it's not their birthday. So, if I'm going to pay for my girl and her friends, like, I guess we're all going to have an orgy that night because, again, my girl's, my girl, my girl's friends are not my responsibility financially or any, or anything, period. My girl's my responsibility. That's it. Those, whoever... If they ain't, again, if they ain't got the budget, they shouldn't have came out. That's it. If that makes me a brokey, I'll be a brokey in their eyes. As long as I'm not a brokey in my girl's eyes. And if she thinks I'm a brokey, then that's a relationship we got to reevaluate. Guess I'll go back to sex workers. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Again, shout out to my old listeners. Shout out to my new listeners. I appreciate y'all for sticking with me. All the way up to episode 51. My golly. But yeah. Follow my social media pages. Twitter and Instagram. Raleigh Randoms Pod. R-I-L-E-Y. R-A-N-D-O-M-S-P-O-D. And you can also follow my personal pages. Raleigh Ritz. R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-S. Both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, my website, check out my website, RileyWrittens.com, R I L E Y W R I T T E N S. My music spots, I'm on SoundCloud, Spotify, Tidal, Apple. Yeah, I said Audio Mac. Yeah, Audio Mac. Riley Rittens, R I L E Y. W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S My latest single A Melanin Situation Featuring SAG And Lafayette Stokely Produced by Offbeat Ninja It's still out there now Stream it Playlist it Get it to Get it to Whoever writer That you get it to You know Support that joint It's a song For black women Dedicated Dedicated to black women So again Annoy your friends with it Annoy the bloggers with it Annoy whoever you want. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, be more productive with your platform. Be way more productive. For anyone who has a platform, be way more productive with it. Life is way too short to be 
spending about spending spending it talking down on genders and life is too short spending it around spending it to be around people you don't like like that life is way too short so spend it productively and on that note i'm going to say one